Hello, and welcome to the Experience Utah podcast. My name's Ty Erickson, and I'll be your host. We will be talking about everything to do with Utah, especially how to experience Utah the way it was intended. Let's get started. This is episode six of the Experience Utah podcast. Today we have Jason Anderson on, which is a good friend, a serial entrepreneur, owner of Fizz Drinks and some other businesses. Uh, we talk about Utah, we talk about Fizz, we talk about soda shops, we talk about a lot of cool stuff and we have a little bit of fun. So let's go ahead and get Jason on. Jason, welcome to the Experience Utah podcast. Happy to have you on today. Thanks for taking time to join us. Oh, you bet, Ty. I'm uh, happy to be here. So we've got a, a fun topic today. We're going to talk soda shops. And for you know a lot of our listeners that are out of state will probably wonder maybe what is a soda shop? Why are we talking about soda shops? The reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's actually something that's super relevant in Utah. We get asked a lot. Uh, you know, what places should I visit? What should I do while I'm in Utah? And uh, I always recommend soda shops. And more specifically, I recommend Fizz. Jason's a friend of mine. Um, and I also think that they're the best out there. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we jump into that, uh, Jason, if you don't mind, you don't have to give us your life story, but maybe just give a little bit of background of, uh, you know, where you're from. You're not originally from Utah, right? Oh, that's correct. And I got a little emotional there. That's the first time you've introduced me, you've introduced me as a friend. So I'm just yeah. like, wow, this is, I've, I've moved up. This is good. It's a big deal. It's uh, podcast only. This is just. It, okay. Okay. Yeah. Pretty closed group. So yeah. Um, yeah. So not originally from Utah, uh, born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, just a little bit outside of Omaha. So um, been here in the state now for God, almost 18 years and um actually over 18 years love it here it's awesome and um wouldn't wouldn't imagine living anywhere else but originally from nebraska and uh we grew up in uh, a family construction company my dad is an entrepreneur has had several businesses Uh, my mom's actually an immigrant she uh came across from italy uh, when she was a a young girl with her with the family and and so kind of grew up with that mix and i think uh my dad obviously had a big influence and working and running you know, companies for him as a kid. And, and obviously uh, kind of led me down that path, but, but yeah, now uh, married and got uh, three kids. Oldest is uh, 18 and graduated and youngest is 11 and middle, middle child's a girl at 14. So that's you're, me. You're and, getting old. You don't look like it, but you're getting old. You probably oh build your age too much. <laughs> I feel it, man. I feel it. <laughs> well, and that's what I think about when I think about you as like a serial entrepreneur with everything that you've got going on. Coming, I, I'm a little bit more conservative myself, so I'm like, man, I wish I had Jason's guts to be, you know, an entrepreneur like you are. But I kind of go about it in my safe ways. <laughs> so. I know. I, I appreciate that. It is. It's kind of crazy. And Jen will tell you, I wish you were more like Ty. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. You know, be a little more safe and make more money and do better yeah. things. Grass Get a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <you need> a- <laughs> so, and, and obviously I kind of revealed what you already do, but if you'll maybe give us uh, just an explanation of what you do, I know you do other stuff outside fizz, but we're going to deep dive into f- the fizz side of stuff. But if you can kind of explain what other things you do, maybe if somebody's, you know, visiting Utah and wants to visit, you know, your other business or other businesses, um, what what is it that you do you know on a daily basis and then where what part of utah are you located in i obviously know that answer but if you can kind yeah, of just no, give it no problem yeah so we uh we actually live out in farmington a little bit uh north of salt lake city area um lagoon and, right that's what yeah you're gonna do, lagoon lagoon which obviously some of your uh your clients and guests probably end up out that way it's a pretty fun yeah. little amusement park frightmares um, this time of year Frightmares this time of I've, year. I've yep. never been there. I'm a failed Utah. I've never been to Frightmares. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I I think you're probably doing all right. Uh, my kids go out there and they they, they get scared, but it's it's fun stuff. But, Sorry, um, I hear Farmington and like I'm like lagoon. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, that's that's definitely the landmark. They've been there for like a hundred plus years. So 
Um, but yeah, you mentioned some other businesses and throughout the, the years, as you mentioned, serial entrepreneur and mostly because I had to, because uh, some <laughs> things uh, worked and a lot of things didn't. And so you got to get into the next thing and hope it goes well and, and push for it. So um, Fizz, we started about um, six years ago, um, 2014, actually, is when we opened the first store, which we'll probably get into a little more details there. But I've always been involved with automobiles and uh, buying and selling cars. Bought my first Mustang, a 69 Mustang, when I was 15 years old and used to scour the classified ads. And, you know, I'd actually, we just told the story the other day, but I'd, I'd go to the grocery store on Saturday night at around one or two in the morning when the paper would arrive and grab the, speaking of dating myself here, um, <laughs> Uh, grab the paper and the new, the classifieds would be in there. That was my competitive advantage for being able to go out and buy stuff and look at the good deals. Was to to get a get ahead of everyone that got the paper at six six a.m. on Sunday. So uh, <laughs> man, it's crazy. But yeah. uh, anyway, the, bought and sold a bunch of cars in high school. I had that '69 Mustang, a '68 GTO, and a Porsche and a Jeep and all before age 18 and, and, uh, kind of hooked, hooked, uh, on that world for sure. And I know you've had some experience in that too, but you know, once you get the car bug, I think it's, it's in you. So, um, when we, uh, got fizz up and going and had a good friend of mine who, uh, was my mechanic actually for over a decade and we just wanted to combine forces and he loves hot rods and old classic cars. And so do I, so man, let's just, get a shop going and we opened up ends well speed and fab up in farmington and we really focus on pre-1975 vehicles but you know we'll do really anything that's uh anything that's cool anything that we anything that we think is going to be fun or we can make a buck on we'll you know we'll do it so that's uh been going now for about three years and and uh we have you mentioned as far as for visiting we have kind of a cool showroom and um right now probably I'd say 20 vehicles uh, in stock that are, you know, anything from a 70 charger to, um, you know, a monster truck that's jacked up. And we actually have a fizz, um, you know, we, we call it the, the bread truck. It's an old aluminum Grumman <laughs> Olsen and uh, on air ride, it sits on the ground when it's, when it needs to. And we're, we're just getting ready to install a soda fountain in the backside of that too, to be able to do um, some giveaways and promos and some charity work is what we're, we're planning to do out of that wagon. That's so. cool. And you guys do a lot of, and I don't have the terminology, right? But you guys do a lot of cool restoration work with other stuff as well, right? Not only the cars, but you do dabble in, in a few other things or not so much. Yeah, no, we, we do. We love to really anything like uh, we think it would be fun and cool. And I, one of the reasons I got into this world and I had a little, we called it the chop shop before, um, is out of necessity when we first started doing the, the fish shops, uh, building some of the furniture. I, I enjoy that side of things too. And so we'll find old, old pieces of equipment. And I think you may have saw this, um, that ends well, but we have an old, you know, 1890s paper shear that weighs probably, you know, eight or 900 pounds and that's the table base. And we, you know, made another leg for it and, the, and, uh, built a table out of that and that's our conference room table and and a lot of the fizz shops as you go throughout the valley will have furniture pieces that um we've we've built and and designed and and done at the shop so yeah i think that's a really Uh, cool part of of fizz the way you guys have done that and decorated it and definitely has a unique feel and and again i'm not speaking negatively against anybody else but at least some of the soda shops i've been in you know it's just a so it's what you would expect it's just a soda shop but there's more of a there's more of a brand and an atmosphere in a fizz shop. Like, you know, you're in a fizz shop as to where somewhere else you might feel like you're in, you know, McDonald's, well, McDonald's has changed, but anyways, there, there's definitely yeah. a brand and a feel to fizz as opposed to some of the other places I've been in, you know, or they just look like a soda shop or what you think a soda shop would look like, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. But, um, all right, well, let's dive into the good stuff. Let's talk about sugar. We're both in the sugar business, right? <laughs> yep. I, uh, so I have to preface and say the fizz that I go to, and it's, it's you know, my, my cheat mill. And when I, when I cheat, I cheat big time. But it's right, uh, right by the Little Caesars. <laughs> so I'll go pick up a, a nice Little Caesars healthy pizza, go get my soda and my sugar cookie, <laughs> and just binge for a few hours. Yep, yep. It's a highlight of my weekend. But um, 
before we jump into that, how can people find you? So if they're just listening right now, we're going to jump in and talk about fizz uh, drinks. We're going to talk about soda shops. How can they find you online? What's the best way to? The best way to, to do that is to, um, I guess, a, a good, easy way is to go to our website um, and, and or social media. But the website could link you to all that as well, of course. But the way we spell fizz, um, F-I-I-Z drinks.com. Um, and you can actually, we, we eventually got F-I-Z-Z drinks.com. <laughs> Um, it's one of those things as, as, you know, going back to the startup and hustling and trying to put everything together, uh, part of making a business in this day and age is making sure that the web address is available. And, and when fizzdrinks.com was taken, uh, that, that played into what we wanted to do and, and were able to do. Like they want, what they want $4,000 for that URL. Right. What's, what's one, you know, go ahead. There's gotta be one for nine bucks. Let's find a different one. So, <laughs> Hey, that's where I'm uh, at right now with private label. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's probably not as important this day and age with, you know, social media and, and Facebook, Instagram, right, and whatnot, it's take, gone taking away. over. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the web presence is as important probably as it was. But uh, in any event, it's still still something that uh, got to look at. So and I'm kind of going in circles here, but I'm going to I'm going to come back to uh, kind of ask you some questions regarding Utah and things that you like to do on the back end of, of the episode here as we record. Um, just because we have dived a little bit into to fizz. Um, but maybe if you can get, and maybe you don't know this, but for some reason I think you might, is there, what is the history of soda shops? I know we talked about it originally when you were starting. Is there like some type of history or story behind soda shops? Yeah, definitely. And And as you get into any type of world, right, you start to dive in and find out what the roots are right. and why and, and pretty interesting, but if you go back to uh, when soda was originally made, it was done at pharmacies, and the real reason that they, they did it and, and had these, um, you know, Dr. Pepper and, and Coca-Cola at the very beginning was to help medicine go down because they were just <laughs> smashing up, and so they just dump it into Coca-Cola or all Dr. The, Pepper. All and... the healthy ingredients in there <laughs> yeah. wash it down. Yeah. Let's keep let's let's keep in mind that Coca Cola actually had cocaine in it you know, at this <laughs> point too, so um, definitely was a different world. Appropriate uh, pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We yep. don't we don't uh, ask questions anymore. We just drink it. <laughs> if it's on the TV, yeah. it's safe, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so that that's the roots of it, and then so that's why the pharmacy, and then they would add the little soda shop, and then um, eventually. And when they started bottling and, and doing um, a little bit more of that, when it was not just syrup and, and uh, soda water mixed together by hand, um, things were uh, obviously able to, to grow and go into, go into an actual consumable market. So that, that's kind of the, the history behind. Well, so from there, is that kind of how it grew into soda shops? And then people said, okay, now we've got these two drinks that have come from the pharmacy and we're going to start adding flavors into them or what did they do back in the day? Did they have something similar to fizz? So, yeah, um, pretty interesting on that. So the, the, the morph of what happened with that is obviously people like the product, the very organic growth. And how do you not like something that has sugar and cocaine in it? I imagine not that, I, that I'm speaking from experience. The soda but... was much better back then. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> In any event, they started uh, having the need for it. So people would um, open up these soda shops and they turned into a standalone product. So they could have ice cream and soda together outside of a pharmacy. And sometimes it was just at the local pharmacy. And a lot of them stayed that way, you know, even into the 1950s and 60s um, as, as a part of the pharmacy. But you'd start to see these, you know, soda shops uh, pop up and, and then the, the term jerk, you know, a soda jerk, because they would grab the, uh, the valve and pull forward and, and jerk the, uh, the, the, I didn't know the that. syrup. Yeah. So that's where the you just thought I was just a jerk. And so yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, soda oh, jerk. That, soda jerks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so that's how that kind of came to be. And and uh, as a standalone place, family hangout, it used to be that, you know, a, a really big deal. But in the seventies, um, they, you started seeing them die out. And by the time the eighties rolled around, there really was none left. And there's, there's a few scattered across the, you know, the country. And, um, but we're talking, you know, Oh, random town, you know, one horse town in middle of Nebraska has a, has a soda shop. And my, yeah. actually, my sis, my sister sent me pictures from it actually, <laughs> but, uh, she's like, look at this. It's <laughs> You're like, no, nah, so, a little bit different. Um, but that's, uh, that's kind of how that world grew and got to the point. Um, and then of course, 
uh, in the you know not not too distant past, we uh, revived that world and and try you know thought there might be another another niche, another play on on that old school soda fountain. So real quick, I'm going to jump off on just a quick tangent. Isn't there what is the difference between what uh, people maybe in other states or other places call? Is it other people call it soda and we call it pop? Like I have people that come here and. And I'll call it either soda or pop, and they'll be like, "What'd you call it?" And I think it's yeah. pop. Is it is pop the difference of what we call it here? Yeah, it's a regional thing for sure. So in Nebraska, where I'm from, it's called it's called pop. Like, okay. hey, do you want to go down and get a pop? Yeah, and, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, here, it's soda, and that's you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Soda shops or but pop shops, you could hear that too. But for the most part in Utah and anywhere in kind of the mountain West, it's referred to as, you know, I'm going to grab a soda. And if you go down South, there's places where they just literally call it a Coke. Like you want to get a Coke doesn't mean you're necessarily getting a Coke. You're just getting a drink or getting a Mountain Dew or getting whatever. But, right. um, but yeah, terminology here is, is a uh, soda versus pop back in Nebraska or Midwest. So is there anything to the, whole thing of soda shops being more popular in utah like is that such a thing i for sure for sure and you know we uh we might dive into this a little bit more but we've taken a franchise model to to grow our business and um we've pushed outside of the state of utah and gone into you know elko nevada and um arizona and and uh texas and um we're up in boise idaho and and definitely there's there's more of a an, an early adopter in the Utah, we'll call it the I-15 corridor, um, that latch onto it and love it. And, you know, elephant in the room is, is uh, a lot of people in Utah don't necessarily have uh, coffee or, or tea or any those type of drinks. And so it just kind of got replaced with a cold beverage or, you know, a soda to either start out the day or to relax with or, you know, that, that kind of is a substitute for what a lot of people in Utah um, don't have. So you think that's legitimate? Like, I, I don't know, I, you know, I, I would make that assumption. Um, well, and I, I always laugh because, you know, I'll talk to people from out of state and they're like, oh, most people, you know, don't don't drink coffee in Utah. And, you know, obviously we won't get into the 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 religious side, but um, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. <laughs> they will see somebody that won't drink coffee and they'll be down in like six, six Red Bulls. <laughs> no coffee here. But we can down as many Red Bulls as we want. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. I'm, I'm sure that's what they meant by it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Red Bull is the workaround for you. Tom. Yeah. We, yeah. We won't get into that, that topic. That's like, but... that's probably episode 23. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when the show really starts going downhill <laughs> and it's banned out of Utah. That's right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so we answered that so let's uh let's talk about fizz tell us tell us about fizz what i don't even know if i can describe this other than the things that i order but how do you describe fizz to somebody else obviously you can say soda shop but fizz to me is so much more than just a soda shop so how do you describe it yeah and maybe um i don't know if it's helpful just to give a little background on the little backstory at this point to tell you how we how we got there but um, and feel free to cut me off if if I start getting a little long winded on it. But no, uh, you're good. Um, it was around um, October 2013 uh, is when we started kind of going down this path, and so we're literally six years ago. And uh, Jen, my wife, started bringing me home, you know, Mountain Dews or Dr. Peppers from the from the gas station, and she'd throw a little cherry in it, or you know, kind of jazz it up a little bit at the gas station, and bring it home. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, then I started seeing some social media posts. And obviously as you're well aware, we live in this world where people don't just want to experience something. They want to share that experience with everybody. So, um, started seeing people post on social media, the things that they were making, like, Oh, look at this, you know, this coconut and Dr. Pepper that I made up. And, um, so newer and, and by my own admission and yours, a, a serial entrepreneur, I started thinking, well, maybe there's, maybe there's a way to capitalize on this. And, and, um, at that, at that point I was licking my wounds from 2007 and 2008, trying to regroup and get things back together and saw this as a potential opportunity. And my, uh, buddy in the neighborhood and friend of the family, we, we actually started talking to them. He's, he's classically trained chef. He's 
kind of the local foodie guy in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his name's Ethan Morgan and Allison Morgan. And, and he's like, hey, man, what do you think about this, you know, soda shop stuff and people mixing up drinks? And um, I thought there's got to be something to it. And he's like, did Al put you up to this? His wife? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, no. And he's like, because she just talked to me about the soda shop like two weeks ago. And I was like, what? And, and so <laughs> anyway, kind of crazy. But um, her uh, her mom actually worked at a soda shop going through high school. And oh, funny. It, it kind of started seeing some of the revival stuff happening and people making mixed drinks and She's like, well, what a great idea since you're already in food. And so I had some business background. He had the food background. And we thought between the four of us, like, let's let's just try this. Let's give it a go. And so we signed a lease um, in uh, it was November of 2013. And then we opened the doors um, January of 2014. So working full-time jobs or taking care of kids. And, and uh Ethan and Al had kind of a crazy swing shift schedule where they just basically hand the baton off and, and one would work nights and one would work days. And it was, it was pretty crazy, but we, we brought all of our strengths together. We didn't have any employees when we started that first store and we figured we could handle it, you know, and (laughs) um, day one, it was, it was actually pretty successful. And as you, you asked about the store and and the build out, we, we wanted to create an experience, even though we were doing it on a, a shoestring budget and putting our, our life savings together, which wasn't a whole lot, but we put it together and, and wanted to have a spot where kids could hang out. They could hop on Wi-Fi, do homework. Um, and, and the only way I could really describe it at that point was, you know, Starbucks. I mean, whether you like coffee or not, most of us have probably been to a Starbucks or had a meeting there, use their Wi-Fi. And you always know that the, the feeling or that ambiance that you're going to get at Starbucks is very consistent and it's very comfortable. And people, people seem to gravitate towards that. Dang it, I apologize. Comcast truck pulled up, did something with my line. We got disconnected. Let's jump back into the episode. Which, you know, switching off from, uh, you know, I thought Jen could bake all the cookies and, you know, Ethan, after he got off his shift, was going to come relieve me and we were just going to bounce off each other and Al would come in after she worked nights and um, it was crazy, man. It was a a crazy time and um, looking at it now, we're, we go into a new store and we have between 25 and 28 employees from day one. Right. Uh, I don't know what we were thinking, you know, thinking that we could just handle this ourselves uh, getting going. But well, that's, so you know, and what out what hours is Fizz open or maybe where I don't know if they're the same from when you first started, but what kind of hours does it demand? Um, and that's another crazy thing is um, we actually open the doors at 730 in the morning. So we had to be there by seven to kind of get the shop set up and ready to go. And then we're open till 10 o'clock on the weekdays and then 11 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays closed on Sundays. So, so you're definitely down your best customers are the people that work there, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of hours, a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of caffeine. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's obviously how you got uh, involved and that kind of started. So tell me a little bit more about uh, Fizz and, product offering and what you guys exactly do yeah the i think the the reason that we exist and can exist um is a lot of the starbucks mentality and and i read a lot of books on on them and um just the whole process they went through and they had a lot of the same naysayers and and people that you know think that it might just be a fad or or that you know you know people aren't going to drink soda for their that, you know, during their morning commute or whatever, but, uh, at Starbucks, you know, they kind of went through that process and they were trying to get, you know, a dollar 50 for a cup of coffee when, you know, Seven Eleven was 25 cents. And so, yeah. um, the, the reason that I think they got traction you know, along with creating the atmosphere and a, a decent product was, um, the mix-ins to the coffee and whether you're a coffee fan or not, I think everyone can agree that, uh, you know, it can benefit from having a few things, you know, thrown into it. So for sure, um, soda necessarily wasn't you know a horrible product by any stretch or it, it has, you know, the, the regular stuff has, it tastes good and original Coke is awesome. Um, but we started throwing coconut and pineapple and lime and, and uh, different type of fruits and purees into it. And uh, all of a sudden it tastes amazing. And I think where, um, you know, our side and where a lot of our clientele, um, they'll do a diet soda and, you know, you can get a 
pretty good sized drink. That's, you know, 32 or 44 ounce or diet soda, which obviously starts off at zero calories. And a lot of our customers, you know, they want to have that amount of a drink, but not have the extra calories that come with fully having a little bit of a, a syrup shot or adding some limes or a puree, you know, obviously ups the calories a little bit, but <laughs> makes it a little much. bit more healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more tolerable with, with that. So, and I'm, I'm one of those guys, I'm a, I'm a diet drinker for the most part. So. Oh dude, I, can't, <laughs> I can't drink diet. I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to drink it, I want full on sugar, crack me out on sugar. <laughs> Wait, so what real quick, what sells better? Do more people buy diet or just plain? It's actually a pretty close match. Um, oh. It's it's pretty interesting, actually. You have your, just like you, your diehard, got to have regular. And for those that don't know Ty, he's a very health conscious and very fit <laughs> guy. Uh, we're all trying to look like him at some point in our yeah. life. Uh, so in any event, um, it's it's interesting. But yeah, there's people that are like, you know, diehard diets or diehard regular drinkers, and they don't usually mix it up. Do you get, so along that health side, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but um, do you get like fitness people that come in? Like, do you ever notice that where it's like, I'm here for my cheat meal. I'll take six sugar cookies and, you know, three Mountain Dews. Funny enough, more than, than the cheat meals, I, I think we get the people that just left the gym and they'll usually celebrate <laughs> with, with a Diet Coke with, with lime, you know, like that's their... That's their like reward for getting through the workout. And then of course, you know, they, they will throw the cheat meal and grab a cookie or, you know, grab a pretzel or whatever and, and uh, kind of celebrate. And I, I'm one of those people too. Like Ty, we, we finished, <laughs> we finished running Mueller uh, this morning at about seven thirty in the morning um, and on our way out the hill and I, you know, run with business partner, Ethan. He's like, I'm getting a fizz today, man. I think I'm going to grab one on the way through and I'm like, I need something to keep me going. And you know, we're, we're usually on the, on the hill about, 520 to 530 in the morning. So speaking of caffeine, it is nice to have a little, little something to get you through your day. <laughs> hey, well, at least you're, at least you're active, right? That's right. That's right. So what else, what else is fizz? So you've got, what else have you got at fizz? Um, you've got every, every flavor, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, not every flavor, but every, every soda. <laughs> and every just, pot. and just about, man. I mean, it, you look at our, our syrup lineup and so, uh, talking about fizz and what it is and what I think is different than now that there are quite a few competitors out there. Uh, we made a conscious effort from the very beginning to, to probably eat into margins a little bit, but have a, a higher quality product. And so just to give you an example, um, there are some less expensive syrups out there, but um, we use Tarani syrups and um, they're, they're, they've been around forever. They were really part of the whole yeah. uh, Italian soda, re, you know, revival and revolution um, that happened in San Francisco. That's where they're from. I was wondering, I'm like, where are those from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. and you know, funny enough, Italian sodas were actually invented in San Francisco by the Italian immigrants. So, um, makes sense. makes sense. Right. Um, so when we've been out to their factory and it's awesome, they do, they do a great job. So that, and then the puree that we use is also a real fruit, non shelf stable, um, fruit puree. So if you get a mango mountain dew or, or, you know, strawberry inside your Dr. Pepper, um, the strawberry puree, that's actual fruit that is, it would be used in like a fruit smoothie. And um, so where a lot of the competitors, a lot of places out there will do, you know, the shelf stable, higher sugar content and uh, kind of almost like a jam versus um, versus a real fruit, nice, smooth consistency. So anyway, um, and then across the board, once again, we <laughs> we've actually toned it down a little bit because we have about 600 different drinks in our system. So, you know, our menu, the backside of it reads like a cheesecake factory, but uh, right. what we show people is closer to like around 40 drinks and offerings on the menu um, just to kind of tone it down. And then we'll feature some things on social media, hidden, hidden menu kind of items. But um, at the very beginning, that was one of our things as well. Like, you know what, we want to be able to, to cater to, everyone so if they want to have a you know a, a blueberry and mint uh sprite then we're gonna have it <laughs> so mm. um we have about 75 different flavors that you can mix in with sodas um and like i said we we started from about a about a hundred and uh <laughs> so we've, we've toned it down believe it or not where a lot of the other places yeah. might have you know eight or, or ten different flavor options we we really uh really want to make sure we can 
handle everyone's uh, requests and pallets. And you call your team mixers? Is that what you call them? Yeah, mixer, mixers, your... mixologists. Um, yeah, we on a bad day we'll call them much worse, but uh, that's for the for the <laughs> most part. Yeah. Fizz mixers and and uh, yeah, mixologists. Do, now, do they know? Like, if I went in and I ordered a blueberry mint, and let's just say it was the worst flavor ever, will they just put fifty fifty in, or will they? Are they? I don't want to say smart enough, but are, do they know enough about it to be like, uh, maybe I'll do 25% mint and 75% blueberry? Great question. I think this is another thing with having a, a classically trained chef and doing things a little differently than most places. Um, even if you ordered a 16 ounce versus a 44 ounce, we change the recipe on it just so you don't have, you know, and that was one of the big things you'd hear on complaints from people like, holy cow, I got this and it tasted horrible. Um, where we it's extra time and, and cuts into margins because we don't charge any differently, even if you get a 44, but we want it to taste right. And so um, that's another thing. I think that um, when you talk about these mixologists and with the with having a franchise model, we had to make sure that that was easy to duplicate. And um, no offense to 16 year olds. We've, we were there once, right? Like <laughs> a 16, my, you know, I've got an 18 year old boy and, and uh, he started working the shops when he was 14 years old and, and, uh, you know, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're okay. He's family. So you can do it. <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you, uh, bet. you bet. I'll it's put fine. my kids to work. Then. I might, <laughs> my son just turned 10. <laughs> my 11 year old works in, will work an eight hour shift at our station park store. You'll see him in there on, in Farmington. No joke. It's, it's the funniest thing, but he's like, he's like, dad, I, if it's not like eight hours, I don't even know if it's worth my time. I want to make sure I make, I make the bucks. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> he's like trying to find a, li- a lease for his own building. Uh, yeah. He tried setting up his own lemonade stand and I, I sent him a cease and desist. I'm like, son, listen, that's, uh, yeah, yeah you, you can't be mixed. You know, insider secrets. You can't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm not going to the store. There's a 10 year old on the street that makes the same drinks for half the price. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. He's, yeah. <laughs> No, but um, anyway, that's uh, that's one thing that I'm really proud of, and, and the way that we designed the this you know the quote unquote franchise system is to where on their first day they can make you that blueberry and mint uh, sprite that with the right ratios and tasting good every time, and and if it doesn't happen to be your what you hoped it was, then we'll swap it out for you at no cost and make sure that we make make you something that you do like. Wait, your mixologists—they're not on like a uh, a Zappos level, are they? Where like <laughs> somebody came in and requested scrambled eggs in their drink, they're not going to do it, right? They are. Yeah, you know, I would say they are about at that. Like, especially when it comes to the drinks, maybe not day one, but when do you tell them to be like, look, you need to cater to the customer. Whatever they ask for, you do whatever you can to put it in the drink. Uh, really, hundred percent. We we really do try to to do what they want. Uh, and, and there are some crazy combinations that you'd be like, are you kidding me? But they love it, you know, and they, it's their yeah. thing and they, they mix it up and people drink it. But if it's their first time in, we try to, we, you know, we train them to, to help them to get into the menu itself. And, oh, you like Dr. Pepper? Well, let's take a look at this. Our number one seller is a pepper lotta. I really like the raspberry and Dr. Pepper, you know, they have their favorites or whatever. Yeah. And so they'll kind of take them down the path and um, we joke, you know, they'll be their soda Sherpas and help them along the, <laughs> like the climb up Everest and, and uh, away we go. So, so what about different times of the day? I, it was funny enough. I went to breakfast, obviously we're in Utah. Some guy ordered a Utah <laughs> or a Mormon screwdriver. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? So what the only reason I bring that up is because you probably have people that order certain things like in the morning, right? For for sure, yeah, I think you have your your and I'm and I'm, I'll be the first to admit like in the morning time I'll do I'll do a different drink than the afternoon and I've been known to have a couple of 44s in a day, you know. So uh <laughs> wait, how big and I'm not I'm no scientist or mathematician. A 44 ounce is how big? Uh, like as that, far as like a liter a gallon like yeah, so I mean, you're you're basically talking. I mean, you're you're uh, a third of a, a gallon when we're looking at ounces. And um, granted, it's going to have depending on how much ice you put in there, you'll have you know thirty ounces of actual soda in there. But uh, <laughs> it's plenty. It's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Wait, do you get and you probably do you get people that bring in or do you sell big mugs? Our biggest like the big old Yeah, our biggest mug that we have ever sold is a forty ounce, but there's a mm. gas station that's in the state that you're probably well aware of that does a hundred ounce growler. Oh my gosh. No, I've never heard of that. Oh man. A hundred ounce? That's I don't even know. Yeah, how you're much you're you're is, flirting with a gallon, just like a gallon. Yeah, you're you're getting up there. So um and I mean I've seen plenty of people down in a gallon of Coke a day, no problem. Yeah, but. yeah. You'll watch people that'll do it, you know, a case of Diet Coke at their desk or whatever at uh, you know Adobe or whatever. And and yeah. uh, so I'm <laughs> Adobe Adobe's gonna listen to this and be like, what was Wait, that? Hey. Why did you take that shot at Hey, that? I actually did well I should have said eBay because I, I worked there and, and we had a soda machine there, so I uh, I can give some uh, some first hand experience no, that's from there. True. Yeah. That's true. Being in Utah with the whole silicon slopes thing, I'll bet all those software companies have unlimited yeah. pot. And we we know that. You remember the days, and we won't mention where we worked, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the unlimited soda days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing I was young during that time. <laughs> um, so what would be one drink that you'd recommend for, for breakfast or maybe not for just in the morning? <laughs> that, sound, that, sounds, that sounds really rough. You know, I'm like recommending for, like, you know, recommending the soda for, for breakfast. But, hey, if you are – Going to grab a soda. So, it's a cheat meal. Yeah, it's a cheat meal. Right. It's all about right. moderation. So, um, and we're we're a Coke house, meaning that we you know we're primary Coke, but we do have Pepsi products in there. So, um, you know, wait, I was going to ask you: Is there any conflict there? There's obviously no conflict there, right? There really there is, and it's it's kind of an interesting. You know, when you look at the big arenas and whatnot, you'll see like you know Coke has uh, you know certain arenas or like the energy or I should say the Vivint Arena is, is Coke where the real stadium currently is Pepsi uh, um, where mm. we kind of fall into a little bit of a weird category to where, like if you go into a gas station right now, you can get either. Right. Um, and so they kind of right. put us into that category, but restaurants, if you're a full restaurant, you're only getting one or the other. And, and that's just kind of the way that, that, that stuff works. And so if you're going to be, mm. you know, so we're, we're primary Coke, but they do um, allow us some competitor valves to be on there so um in any is event, it awkward when the coke rep comes in you, no they're all really like, cool like both sides of it they i think they just you know they they appreciate the business and and they're happy to have us doing it but uh we've we've been with coke really since the beginning and and they've really helped us and and uh put some faith into us uh you know, although it took a little bit at the beginning as you can imagine when you're trying to open up a market you're gonna do what and you know what's your food cookies no i mean what are you guys gonna do hot dogs and hamburgers and (laughs) what do you mean just soda so (laughs) (laughs) it was a it was an uphill battle at beginning at the beginning but now when we open up a new store um they're like yeah you know what do you guys need what's your equipment and so it's a it's a different process but um going back to the the morning quote-unquote drink yeah um, so I, I really like the lighter colored sodas in the morning. So like if you did like a Sprite or Sprite zero, um, and fresh lemons and limes with a, like a mango or a strawberry puree, um, is, is awesome for, for morning time, in my opinion, kind of some fruit. And, and, uh, when you get closer to the <laughs> afternoon, uh, early afternoon stuff, that's when you're like your Coca Lotta or your Pepper Lotta, um, those kind of drinks. Is that so, your veggies? That's right. Your yeah. Veggies in. Yeah. Exactly. Fruit in the morning. Veggies and, and then a the sensible afternoon. dinner, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a sugar cookie with each of them. That's your carb. That, right. Yeah. It's, it's a balanced breakfast. Hey, if you remember back when we were growing up and there, uh, they, they'd have like part of your complete breakfast. There, there was probably around 4,500 <laughs> calories sitting out there, like, t- you know, oh, three yeah, pieces yeah. of toast and lucky charms and glass of orange and juice. And we made it. <laughs> we made we're, it. We're here. We're doing all right. <laughs> we're hanging in there. We were part of the carb, so, the carb pyramid. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, so what's your most, what's, give me your three most popular drinks. So, so somebody's going to fizz and they don't know what the heck they're doing. They're going, just give me the, the most popular drinks. I want to try them. What are they? So a Coke, a which would be okay. Coke base with coconut or diet, right? Cream, or diet. Yep. Yeah. Pepper lotta, which is the same coconut pineapple cream um, with Dr. Pepper. And then Chandler being is, uh, is named after the friend's character, of course, but uh, that is a, strawberry coconut and pineapple mixed with um mountain dew so that's uh that's really three of our top sellers that um that really people go wild for gotcha okay um now let's talk about and i don't even know what you call them the desserts the delicacies the sugar cookies that what are what are the options there and what do you recommend 
Yeah. So we, from the beginning have um, done, and it sounds, we, we talked about this on our run today, Ty. It's, it's a kind of a funny thing that, you know, okay, we've got this, you know, 44 ounces of soda. What do we need? You know, a sugar cookie. We need to, you know, that, that's what you prime up with and then chase it with uh, some, some sugared soda. But in any event, it was kind of what the, the revival of the whole soda shop world or this, you know, the revival of the soda started with the cookie and soda. And so we catered to that from the get go. Um, and funny enough, we actually were like, okay, we're, we're going to be a little different. So we'll do our sugar cookie a little different, a different frosting. Um, and some people hated us for it. Some people loved us for it, but, uh, our chef, uh, fillings and emulsions, uh, down in Salt Lake city. Um, awesome guy. He's, you know, self, self starter, literally worked his way up and ended up being, uh, you know, he's now won uh, championships on, on the food network and really a, a cool story there too, if you're looking yeah. something for the future. But, um, in any event, he's, he is that guy that does these crazy sugar, sugar sculptured, amazing pastries. And so we thought we'll mm-hmm. do cookies and then we'll also do a cold fridge full of pastries and high end desserts. And so we'll have, you know, would you like to try this and try that? Um, so the only real things that stuck out of that are the cookies and then macarons. Um, so like a traditional French pastry, the or p- French cookie, the macaron. Um, and those actually, we sell a ton of those, believe it or not. And they're, you know, I think they taste awesome. They're, they're really cool. If anyone's tried to make them, they're very difficult to make. And mm-hmm. so um, if you can find somebody that, that does them right, uh, they're just And you awesome. get them in different flavors, right? We do. We typically have, you know, around uh, 10 or 12 different um, flavor offerings with that and my my favorite there's a there's a pistachio cherry one and then uh, a, a raspberry chocolate one um our there's a salted caramel that's our number one seller for those but oh okay really good and really good and they're not you know naturally gluten-free of course but people do uh love those um whether they you know I, I, i've actually had some had a quick trip to to europe and we swung out to france for a day um and just uh it was, it was kind of nuts, but we ended up having some macarons. That was my first experience with them in France. And I'm like, oh, these are, these are pretty good. But when I had ours uh, from, from chef, amazing. I think, I think they're better than any of that I ever had in, in France. And we got like 50 different flavors to try out there. But anyway, right. um, awesome. so kind of a random side story. So those are the, those are the things that really uh, stuck uh, on that. And, and I, I think that the, uh, um, the, other type of offerings we've done a chips and salsa that's been around for quite a while um and then we also have like a soft like a super pretzel kind of thing that we do as well and we've tried to throw a few different things throughout the years like hey you know what let's do you know some handheld sandwich type things you know which were like a a crust club kind of thing and um they were they were doing some crust club like handheld pies for a while through fizz and great guys there and a great product, but, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't quite the volume that we needed to have to, to justify it. So right. that's part of, part of having a business and part of doing it is yeah. throwing different products in there, but we live in a world and you've seen this, I'm sure it's, it's, we're very specialized and we want our soda guys to do soda. We want our taco shops to do tacos. We want our yeah. contractors to be just doing cabinets. You know, we want very yeah. focused individuals and, and once you gear up for something, I think that's that's kind of where we're at in, in in this world. So, well, and that was kind of that kind of goes along the Starbucks story too, right? They've they've had to reset themselves a few times. Hundred percent, yeah. Different you stuff they've done. You look at the story on that when they started kind of getting away from their roots of what they were. Um, I think that's when they got themselves into a little bit of trouble and had to scale back. And then it's like, hey, we are we're a coffee shop with the, some side offerings and really focus in on what your core product is. And then what would you say, I know you already mentioned this, but what's the biggest, you know, Utah's got a few different options. And especially if you're a local, um, you know, there's a few other options out there. What's the biggest different differentiator uh, between Fizz and the other shops? Would you say? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that there was any other shops out there. But, uh, <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on. That's what? horrible. Let me get my partner on the phone. <laughs> um, so, you know, the the other shops that are out there, and um, it's it's funny. We it's a, it's a fairly small world, and in, in the soda shop world, we've one of the big competitors out there. Um, my wife and I have known him for long before the soda world, and he started started probably the 
they're probably location wise. I think they're number two. We have more locations than anybody else, but Mm -hmm. um, in any event, um, I'd say our biggest differentiator is, is going to be number one, the the experience you have on, on the product itself. And a lot of that comes down to recipes and, and the way that we actually formulate to make sure that it's going to be a good experience. Um, the customer service side of things, you try to do the best you can on that. And we're still learning. We're still, we're still getting bumps and bruises, of course. And there's some people in yeah. the, in the food world that are just outstanding in that world. And we pride ourselves on that. And, and when you have one shop and you're focused in on one thing, it's, and you know, half of them are your family or friends. It makes it pretty right. easy. Um, when you start to grow outside of that and have hundreds of employees, it becomes more difficult, but that culture of, of uh, customer service is something we really cultivate and, and try to make sure that we, we take care of people. So um, I think that's a, a big thing that we, we pride ourselves on and to make us different. But uh, I think uh, really the product and the, the cookies themselves being that they're locally sourced, they're made at a local bakery and, and small batch, and it's still, still keeping to the roots of, of where we started. Yeah, no, and I, I've noticed a big difference. And the reason why I asked that question, it may seem kind of lame, but to me, it's like, you know, as, as we have people that are coming to visit that listen to this, um, you know, they'll come in and be like, oh, I saw, you know, ABC shop over here. And so I just wanted you to mention that coming out of, you know, your mouth from your version. I mean, to me, it's the quality, the atmosphere, um, you know, the service, the different take on things. I, I think there's a big difference there. And that's why I always tell people, um, you know, there is other options out there, but you either want a Coke, you know, with some cherry or vanilla in it, or you want something that's a little bit over the top. Um, not necessarily over the top, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Something that's a little bit more flavorful. Um, and fizz is that better option. I, it, just that I think, and nothing against the other shops. I just, usually when I go there, they're like, cool. Do you want cherry or, you know, lemon in there or what, you know, and that's great. But I, People usually, when I talk about the soda shops and the pastries and stuff like that, they usually want to go indulge. They're not like, well, I'd like to have a, you know, a, a broccoli Coke and a, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, they want to go for it and they want to make sure that it's a consistent experience too. And that's, yeah, that's a big, big part of it, right? You want to make sure it's yeah. going to be good every time. Anything else we should know about Fizz? Man, I, uh, I would say from, from my perspective, I, I think that, uh, I just think it's important to know that they're locally owned and operated by franchisees. Yeah. And that's, that's something that it was a conscious choice at the beginning. Part of it was a growth plan. And part of it was how do you handle 30, you know, we're over 30 locations now. And how do you handle 30 locations and still have that same experience and the same quality and the same process? And, mm-hmm. you know, you can try to do that through a corporate structure and some people have done and, you know, been successful at that, but you know, you look at the big dogs that have done it well and, and provided that, you know, both on the customer service side and on the product side and whether you love or hate McDonald's, for instance, you know, you go to Hong Kong McDonald's, you're going to get the same food that you get in Farmington McDonald's. Um, and you know, and it may not be quality, but it <laughs> may not be what you want, may not be what you like, you know, but it's, but it's very, very much the same. And, um, and for us, you know, going back to that Starbucks type of thing, you know, we, we wanted to provide that atmosphere and the quality and the experience. And on our yeah. website, our little catchphrase was a serious drink experience. You know, how do yeah. we provide that? And I think that's something that we've been able to do. And, and, uh, whether, whether you go to you know, Boise, Idaho, or you go to, you know, Brigham City or St. George, you're going to, you're going to get that quality product and, and a, and a great experience. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that that's fizz. Let's let's jump back over to the Utah side, and and this will be quick. But I always like to act ask people um, if somebody was coming to Utah, and they were like, "What should we do? What are, what are the top things? What would you recommend?" I know there's so much to do here, and it's different for everybody. So what what are the must do things in Utah? If somebody asks you that question. Well, obviously, fizz for breakfast. We've covered that. You know, <laughs> after that's out of the way, and you're looking for other things to do. Um, so, being a transplant into the state, um, I think I guess I have a little bit of of an advantage because uh, I didn't grow up here and see all the stuff that 
you know, a lot of people, you know, you said yourself, I haven't been to Frightmare. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of cool things around here. Have you been to Frightmare? I have, I have, but I live right here. So I know. You know. I'm just so kidding. Make, I can't easy. believe I haven't been there and I've heard great things about it. And I'm like, I'm a failed Utah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good time. But uh, anyway, um, the mountains are obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, no matter what season you're in, you can mm-hmm. find something fun to do up there. Um, and mm-hmm. when, when I go back home to Nebraska or, other places we even you know we went to on a canada trip with my pops this last year and um just even up there it's beautiful it has its own its own you know unique be- you know beauty up there but mm-hmm. man i really i really have grown to love the mountains and being up in them and being up in nature which is which is killer i love it um if you're not necessarily somebody that gets out and hops into nature a ton i think city creek is a really cool experience and it's mm-hmm. it's funny you know i you know sorry city creek i haven't spent a whole lot of dollars i don't have a rolex or anything so <laughs> um but uh we you know we'll go shopping down there but we always bring you know people that come in to, to visit like it's it's a cool experience right they yeah they have the um amazing uh stores that are down there and they can open up the uh the ceiling and it's crazy um you so, can bring your fishing pole and fish yeah. out of the stream. <laughs> you may it's, get arrested but... you may get arrested but you wouldn't be the first so it's, yeah, <laughs> it's an experience it's, it's, yeah it's all part of it yeah. so i think you know if you're kind of an indoor type person that you know the shopping and dining experiences that you can have you know salt lake is really i think come into its own for for a culinary experience and bringing in some really good talent um, to for restaurants and food places. So, and, what's your favorite place to eat? So it's kind of I, I don't know if it's cliche or not. Is that but a loaded question. Yeah. But... Well, we're we're big Mexican fans for Mexican food. Okay. Um, and so we go to the Red Iguana too. Um, mm-hmm. Iguana too more just because it's you know I think the atmosphere there is a little little better but um the mexican food there and their moles and um i get their their mango mole um and i think that's just awesome so once again when family comes in from out of town that's one of our stops one of our go-to places and then you know you kind of have to at a just because it is different and cool and they've been to chipotle and things like that but you know, right. a cafe rio or a costa vida for a fast casual place um, you know, love them or hate them. I think that's, a, I think it's a good experience. And I think yeah. you know, that sweet pork, if you like that kind of stuff, I need to go to taste anywhere else. It's just, it's so much more flavorful and you know, it's got Coca-Cola in it. So of course yeah. I've got to, I've got to promote and support that. Right. And it's the old stuff. It's the old stuff. Not the <laughs> yeah, that's stuff. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, give you a little bump to get through the day. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, you're talking from food, from atmosphere, from, I mean, you can go in a few hours and you could be in red rocks or arches and things like that. So you look at the diversity of where you can be and what you can do in Utah. Like it's, not to be cliche, but sky sky's the limit, and you could you could yeah. literally in, in winter time you could be skiing, you could golf, you go down south and be in you know arches and red rock and comfortable in a light jacket, like all yeah. in the same day, and that might be a that might be a fun little uh, adventure for for a show, right? Like yeah. that would be <laughs> go ski in the morning and then golf as you get further south, and then then jackets off and down into arches or red rock stuff down south all in the same day. It's about that time right now. <laughs> yeah. Where gonna, yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Huh? To do that. Today, I, I, we had like some snow rolling through today. I can't believe it. Seems like it, yeah. Okay, dude, well, we'll end on that. Um, I Again, appreciate you coming on. I'll get this posted, put your information on there, and then uh, maybe s- sometime down the road we can do a show when we're all cracked up on Mountain Dew. I like it, yeah. Let's, yeah <laughs> we'll get in the studio with you. We'll grab a couple of... 44 ounces and we'll give it some samples so we'll do a contest see how many 44 ounces somebody can down i I don't know that you'd be able to beat me but you can give it a try (laughs) i'm caffeine sensitive (laughs) i'm just sensitive so yeah you You know that yep i do know that all right dude well i appreciate your time and uh until next time hey not a problem thanks for having me on yeah go visit viz go get go get hopped up on mountain dew love it all right thanks we'll see you see you